We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. Welcome to Laying the Points, a road of his podcast brought to you by MyBookie. My name is Matt LaMarca. You can find me on Twitter at Matt LaMarca. And I'm joined by my co-host Kyle Dvorak, who you can find on Twitter at KyleTweetsHere. Kyle, what's going on, my man? Uh, it's going well. Week two is kind of a, a weird one. We had our first of what seems like will be a recurring segment of Miami just being 20-plus point dogs. Yep. And uh, that uh, ended up favoring the Patriots. I almost bet that. I literally said I was going to bet that one. And then I think as we went through, I found some other ones I liked. So talking through, like, doing the show just as an exercise of my own, like, interest in betting has helped me, like, get sharper. So I'm excited for uh, week three, really. Yeah, for sure. I always really know how confident I feel about a bet by how hard I stand for it while going through this. So uh, I think it's a good exercise, not just for the listeners, but it's good for us too. Yeah, it's definitely helped me get sharper. All right, before we get into the show, I want to remind you guys about Rotoviz Patreon. You can become a Rotoviz patron, gain exclusive access to the Rotoviz Radio Slack channel, where you can ask questions and gain league-winning advice from many of the podcasts and writing team. Patronships start at just $6 per month. Become a Rotoviz Radio patron today to join an exclusive community of listeners. Sign up at patreon.com slash rotovizradio. All right, Thursday night football. Little bit of a snoozer here. We've got the Tennessee Titans favored by a point and a half in Jacksonville against the Jaguars and swag daddy Gardner Minshew. Uh, The total on this game sits at 38 and a half points. So I brought this up on the show last week. Thursday night favorites have historically crushed 97-64-4 and against the spread since 2003. That said, it's 0-1 this season as Tampa Bay not just covered against Carolina, but they won the game outright. So Kyle, what are your thoughts here on the Titans versus the Jags? 
Yeah, the the trend you brought up is like my strongest lean in this game because I don't have like uh we just don't have a ton of information on Minshew. We saw the Titans go out and crush early in kind of a, a wonky game where they basically annihilated the last few drives of the fourth quarter in what should have been a much closer game against the Browns. So like I don't know if we have a great read on these two teams. Uh, so if you make me pick, I'll, I'll take the over because 38 and a half is like extraordinarily low. And I'll take the Titans literally on the sole basis of your Thursday night favorites trend. But for me, I don't have a great read on this game. And I, I kind of just want to like move off of it as quickly as possible for fantasy, for betting. It's just kind of an awkward game for me. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way, but I'm going to lean Jacksonville. I just don't think that Tennessee is a team that we have properly rated right now. Like that game against Cleveland, I think, is a little bit too fresh in betters' minds when that game was a complete, you know, anomaly in terms of it was a one-score game. It was a two-point game until the fourth quarter, and then the Titans just blew it open. So they lost last week against uh, the Colts. Jacksonville looked frisky against the Texans. So I think the Jags are, you know, an equivalent team to Tennessee, but that's not the way that these lines are being set right now. So I will go against my trend and lean Jaguars, but... That trend uh, makes me way too nervous to actually put any sort of real money on the Jaguars. All right, Sunday at 1 p.m., we've got the Denver Broncos at the Green Bay Packers, minus 7.5. 43 points is the total. This is another trend I I brought up last week. Rodgers, historically, really, really good as a home favorite. 45-26-3 against the spread. That's good for roughly a 23% return on investment. Uh, The Packers came through last week as small home favorites against the Vikings. That said, it wasn't particularly easy. They got up 21-0 and then basically had to hold on for dear life down the stretch. So what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I think the the Broncos might be one of the more bottom-tier teams in the NFL right now. Getting beat by the... I, I mean... I think they lost to uh, a Bears team. They, I'll, I'll give credit to you in that the uh, one, I think, uh, that did did we win bets on that one last week? I, I got them on the podcast at two and a half because that's what, what what the line was at when we were, we were recording. So I got the win there, but I actually bet the game at plus two. So that one ended up being a push for me. But that was a line that sort of fluctuated between one and a half and two and a half for most of the day slash week. So you could have won that bet or lost that bet or pushed that bet, depending on, you know, what the line happened to be at the time. Yeah. So for me, it's a loss to a Bears team that I like. You and I were both down on the Bears by a considerable amount this season, and I haven't seen much from them that would sway me otherwise. And we were both down on the Raiders. They have two, like, I would call them pretty not good losses on their resume. And like you said, your Rodgers trend of being just uh, like crushing the spread at home. I think everything points to this game being a pretty clean Green Bay win. And I also, this might be a little confirmation bias on my part, but I was very strong or at least somewhat strong betting the Broncos under, uh, which we talked about uh, on their win total, which was not that great. We talked about this in the offseason. So maybe a bit of confirmation bias on my part, but I like the, uh, the Aaron Rodgers trend. And I just think this Broncos team might be even worse than uh, than we think going forward. So I'm going in the complete opposite direction. The Broncos <laughs> are uh, are one of my favorite plays of the week here. Uh, that Rodgers trend, while it's great, I don't think that Rodgers is the same player at this point. I mean, that game last week, you're up 21 nothing, and you can't put a team away. That's a big red flag for me. I mean, they they honestly shouldn't have covered that game and maybe even should have lost it. But uh, I'm nervous about the Packers. I, I think their defense is, is pretty good, but I am worried about the offensive side of the ball. And while Denver hasn't played particularly well yet, I still buy their defense. You know, they were able to hold Mitch Trubisky to 16 points, which, you know, maybe that's not that big of a deal, but uh, it is it is a positive for me. And a big thing that I'm looking at here is Green Bay has a Thursday night game next week against Philadelphia. So I think this is a pretty good look-ahead spot for them. Uh, I think that those two things are enough to make me think that Denver getting 7.5 is a pretty strong bet. And if you look at the money percentages early in the week, 
They're only getting 35% of the tickets, but 59% of the bets. That is the uh, the Broncos. So the Sharps seem to like Denver, and uh, I'm with them. I, I And I want to lock it in now at 7.5, and, and as opposed to risk letting it get back, back down to 7 or 6.5. Uh, yeah, one thing I'd like to add uh, to, to your point, I would like completely guessing, I would guess this Aaron Rodgers uh, against the spread at home is heavily influenced by like when Aaron Rodgers used to be really good at football, uh, just like adjusted yards per attempt from 2014 working backwards, uh, nine and a half, nine, eight and a half, ten and a half, eight point four, eight point seven. Since then, seven point one, eight point one, seven point two, eight point one and a measly 7.4 this year. Like, he's he's not the Aaron Rodgers of old. So to, to your credit entirely, I'm guessing that Aaron Rodgers spread is much boosted by OG Aaron Rodgers, not current day Aaron Rodgers. God, OG Aaron Rodgers was so good. I mean, we've got, like, m- like leagues better Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes in terms of, like, maybe not as good, won't we'll put him in a league of his own, but, like, fun to watch and, like, touchdown percentage. And honestly, he's, like... Like rushing ability, just everything about it. We're getting that sort of peak efficiency player again. So just like readjust your mind to the new NFL and just appreciate all the Patrick Mahomes. All right, I respect that, but I'm also going to do the same thing for Lamar Jackson. All right, we've got our next game up Detroit Lions at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are favored by six and a half. This is a spread that has already come down quite a bit. Uh, it opened at seven and a half and has been bet down. To six and a half, the public seems to be on the Lions, and the Sharps appear to be on the Lions. So, uh, I'm on the Lions too. I don't know if you have a different take for me here, but I'm kind of going with the same philosophy that the Eagles are in a bit of a look-ahead spot here against the Packers, and I think the Lions are frisky enough. You know, I don't think they're a particularly good team. They did beat the Chargers at home last week, but I think their defense is going to keep them in a lot of games this year. So I like the idea of grabbing them, uh, you know, at nearly a full touchdown. Again, I'm going to wait on this spread and hopefully see if it goes back up to seven, but I don't mind taking them at six and a half if I have to. Uh, yeah, I, I very much agree with you. I love actually the under on the total in this game. I think, uh, much like you said, the Lions defense is pretty darn good and it should keep them in a lot of games. Total 46 and a half. I believe that's already dropped as well. Uh, yeah, let me see here. I believe that opened at, um, oh, yes, here it is. 49 and a half, I got it. Oh my, are you kidding me? 49 and a half? Yeah, I mean, I wish I would have gotten this earlier, but I'm still fine kind of betting the under, uh, I think I just think the the Eagles offense is going to be they're already like bruised and beaten to hell given that they are we know for a fact they're without Deshaun Jackson who is one of the biggest difference makers in terms of boosting his quarterbacks like yards per attempt and adjusted yards per attempt uh, we haven't gotten any confirmation yet but Alshon Jeffrey's status is heavily in doubt uh, Dallas Goder one of the more efficient tight ends even though he plays in a limited role uh, questionable I, I just think we could see this total this might be still a total higher than what it ends up at. And yes, I also like, I, I actually really like the um, Lions given almost a touchdown. So yeah, I, I'm in complete agreement with you, plus a little heavy on the under on the total. All right, well, next game up, we've got the Baltimore Ravens. This is sort of the marquee matchup of the week. Ravens in Kansas City. The Chiefs are favored by six and a half, and we have a 53-point total. So the Ravens obviously have been super impressive but I think you have to take what they've done with a little bit of a grain of salt here because it's come against the Miami Dolphins and then against the Cardinals. And then that Cardinals game, too, was also uh, a little bit of, you know, a little bit closer than people expected. Not us, because we love the Cardinals, but <laughs> it was a close game. Like They only won by six, and the spread was, you know, roughly 13 points. So uh, what do you think here? Can they go into Kansas City and give the Chiefs a game? Uh, they will give them a game. I'm confident of that. But, like, would you call, like, them losing by seven a game? I would still call that a game. Eight or nine, like, one possession game. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of staying away from this because as you get in these high total territories, these games could just, like, one or two plays. Like, we saw with the uh, the Rams-Chiefs last season, which was a great game. Like, a wonky defensive player, too, could really swing the outcome of this game. So I, I'm kind of staying away, but I would take the Chiefs. Minus six and a half. And it might just be the the bias of watching Lamar Jackson annihilate. And obviously Patrick Mahomes does not care about regression. But 53 still, still feels like pretty low in terms of the total where we were seeing the Chiefs when they played like elite offenses of last year get well over this. So I feel like 
I, I feel pretty good or at least somewhat confident going over 53. The uh, Chiefs minus six and a half, I'm less confident in. Yeah, so I'm going to take the Chiefs here. I mean, we've seen two straight weeks now where the Sharps have been fading the Chiefs. They like Jacksonville in week one. They like the Raiders in week two. And the Chiefs covered both games pretty easily. I mean, they got down 10 nothing against Oakland, but they still ended up winning that game 28 to 10. Mahomes literally threw four touchdowns in the second quarter. He put up over 400 yards. Like the Chiefs offense is just a juggernaut. And it looks like the Sharps are going to be fading the Chiefs once again in week three, which I'm fine with. I'm just, I'm going to just start taking the Chiefs. I think that if there is, you know, like a new Patriots out there where you can just sort of blind bet a team every week and it might be profitable. I think Kansas City might be that team. Like, their offense is just so good that you're always going to have a chance. And uh, I'm not, you know, Baltimore, I think that they're a good team. Uh, I'm very bullish on them moving forward. But this, to me, is a huge step up in class. I'm going to lay the points with KC. Uh, That's funny because I was actually thinking the same thing. I was, like, uh, thinking that it might just be – you know, seasons until we truly appreciate how much of a world beater Patrick Mahomes is. And in that sense, he could be a mold breaker for Vegas, how they just don't uh, like their models can't comprehend how good he is. Right. They could be the the next New England Patriots. So it's like my thoughts exactly. But I was like, yeah, it's kind of a maybe an outlandish thing to say, but I'm glad someone else was saying it here because I was thinking it too. Listen, I have no problem being outlandish. <laughs> there are countless ways to keep up on what's happening in the world of sports these days. But how are you supposed to read every great article? How are you supposed to watch every awesome highlight without losing time in your very busy day? Scrolling through every app and visiting every website on a daily basis is impossible. Now coming to the stage, Axios Sports. Axios Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email inbox. Each morning you'll see the best stories from around the sports world, including the NBA and the NFL to niche sports like cricket and ping pong. The email newsletter highlights the most important stats and trends, giving you the ability to stay informed. It's super simple to sign up. Just go to sports.axios.com, and that's A-X-I-O-S for Axios. Axios Sports is clean, crisp, and gives you everything you need to know. Read it in five minutes in the elevator, or discover a deep dive article while you're on the train to work. Not only will you be caught up, you'll be the cool person sharing an amazing link with your friends and coworkers, which is something I love to do. If I find an email, like a uh, an article on the internet that I really like, I'm emailing it to my dad, my friends, to everybody, and uh, I think that's a great guy to be. Be that guy. Join the 100,000 sports fans who get caught up on the day before it even begins, and best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. This is free, curated sports content delivered directly to you. Do yourself a favor and sign up. That's Axios Sports Newsletter, sports.axios.com. Seriously, I subscribe to it. It makes me feel more informed without spending time clicking through websites, apps, and social media platforms. Again, that's free to try. Uh, Use code FREE99 at sports.axios.com. All right, sticking with the 1 p.m. games we've got, The Cincinnati Bengals at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are favored by six, and we have a 44-point over-under. What are your thoughts here, Kyle? Uh, So this is kind of a tough one because I think you and I have both been a bit of Josh Allen doubters. uh, No way. Don't put me in that camp. You're you're interested in in old Josh Allen? I love Josh Allen. Uh, I actually like both of these teams. I've been kind of aggressive on both of these teams. And I like the over in this game. I don't normally bet totals because I just feel like I'm better at picking sides. But I think that both of these offenses are not really being appreciated enough by Vegas right now. I mean, they're playing somewhat fast. Uh, Cincinnati has run the sixth most plays per game. Buffalo the 11th most through the first two weeks. They're both passing at a higher frequency than we've seen in the past. And I think that that both of these teams are capable of putting up some points. So I like the over on this contest. Yeah, I uh, I think I generalize anybody who's at Rotoviz as a Josh Allen daughter, which is not true, uh, clearly. But I was actually leading into he's looked pretty like better this year. He's still not 
like a top tier NFL quarterback by any means, but he's looked significantly better this year. His AYA has jumped. It's only been two games, but it's jumped uh, from 5.4 last year, which is pretty atrocious to a much closer to league average 6.8. He's completing passes 12% more often. Uh, that's about 11% more often, actually. Uh, I'm sort of like coming around to Josh Allen. And uh, I'm glad you're here for this journey with me. And I also love the total. We've seen uh, basically the Cincinnati Bengals have transformed into this like just like beyond hyper modern NFL offense where all they want to do is pass. So far, they've passed on uh, over 75 percent of their plays, which is just incredible. And of course, I don't I don't know if that will sustain. But even if it doesn't, that's that's how we think the NFL should be played. The Bills offense, I think I, even I will say, is being underrated. So yeah, I love the I love the total here, uh, smashing that 40, 44. And then, yeah, I think I, I'm a bit more indifferent on minus six, but I think I will take the Bills at home. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's crazy that Josh Allen has taken a step forward in his second year. Like, that's pretty normal for a quarterback to do, especially when you factor in that they've given him some weapons to throw to this year, some upgrades on you know, the outside with John Brown, who, you know, as much as you, you might have liked Robert Foster, like John Brown is just a better version of Robert Foster. And then Cole Beasley, you know, while he's certainly not somebody that you uh, want to be like a big time playmaker for your offense, he is one of the better chain movers in football. And I think that that kind of receiver in particular was what Josh Allen was really missing last year. So I'm, I'm buying Josh Allen. I love the athleticism. Uh, obviously the accuracy is still a bit of a concern, but if he can generate enough big plays with his arms and his legs, then accuracy is not as important. Yeah. And as we know, quarterback rushing is one of the more efficient ways to run the ball and he's already got 17 carries on the season. So yeah, I think, uh, I kind of agree with you in his playmaking ability, just like explosive plays as well. I think, uh, you might, you might turn me into a Josh Allen truther here yet. Love it. All right. We've got the Atlanta Falcons at the Indianapolis Colts. Indy is favored by a point and a half at home. 47 is the total. Uh, I came up with a trend. I can't say I came up with it because somebody gave it to me on Twitter. Last Sunday, I was just kind of saying that the Packers were my favorite bet of the week. And this guy was like, just only bet home underdogs, or I'm sorry, road underdogs who are getting three points or less. So I was like, well, that can't be right. But I ran it through Brett Labs. Uh, it's a large trend, as you might imagine. A lot of teams fit that mold. But it has been profitable. 52.1% cover rate and a plus 3.6 return on investment. So the Falcons do fit that trend here. They're a road team in Indy getting a point and a half. Uh, that's all I need. <laughs> you know, I was bullish on the Falcons at the beginning of the season. Saw them get that win against Philadelphia, and now I've got this trend that is all I need to back them against the Colts. Yeah, I thought, uh, like, I I still, you'll never convince me that Jacoby Brissett is a player worth backing as as the the quarterback on your offense, whereas I think we were both very bullish on the Falcons' offense going into the season. We took their win total overs. Julio Jones is scoring touchdowns. You love to see it. Very exciting, given that uh, I think his hands break in the red zone typically. So yeah, I, I like this trend, and I'm just generally sort of a Falcon stand. So yeah, I'll take this. All right, next game, Oakland Raiders at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings are favored by 8.5, and, and we have a 43.5 total. So normally, I am the trends guy. I take pride in my trend-finding ability. But I got to give you props for coming up on this one. Hit me with this trend for the Minnesota Vikings. I checked this so many times because I just couldn't believe it. But it it intuitively makes sense on some level. Uh, When you have a seven point, so a touchdown or greater favorite at home when there's a 44 point total or less. So basically touchdown favorites, uh, home favorites with low totals. They only beat the spread less than 27% of the time. It's 26.9% of the time. And this is on a pretty stable sample of 271 games. I mean, that's like, that's incredible that I can get a team that in history would say wins almost three quarters of the time when I just blind back Oakland here. And it sort of makes sense in that when you have teams like our 43 and a half point total here says that uh, it's, it's to me, it says Minnesota is a good team, but they also want to run an incredibly slow ground and pound offense, which is obviously what they've done so far. So yeah, it's really hard to be a two touchdown or like an 11 point, 10 point uh, favorite and cover when there's going to be so few points scored. Like 
just the the history behind Oakland here or that, that supports Oakland at uh, plus eight and a half. I, I have to slam this every time. Yeah, it, it, like you said, it makes a lot of sense. If points are expected to be at a premium, it's going to be hard for one team to win by you know double digits. So uh, I, I like that trend a lot, and I think Oakland is a good team to sort of buy low on after that game against Kansas City. You know, it was after week one, everybody was like, oh, Oakland, better than we thought, you know, better than we thought. They're going to be good on offense. Josh Jacobs, Derek Carr is going to have a good season. And it only takes one game for everybody to forget what they saw two weeks ago. So I'm not saying that I like Oakland moving forward, that they're going to be like a playoff contender or anything like that. But I also don't think that they deserve to be, you know, underdogs of more than a touchdown against a, a Minnesota team that hasn't really impressed. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh, our next game is one that I, I'm going to yeah. be speaking of teams like, that haven't impressed. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be tossing and turning over this all because everything says that New York at the New England Patriots. Patriots are 22 and a half point favorites with a 43 and a half point total. That's absurd. Like they're projecting to score all of the points in this game. That's just unreal. So I'm kind of struggling what to do with this game because we talked about it last week. Where like, oh man, can Miami really cover such a large spread? Uh, or can they really be beaten by such a large spread? Excuse me. Uh, yeah, they can be beaten pretty easily by the Patriots. Can the Patriots go back and do the exact same thing at home against the Jets? Yeah, so these these next two games, this game and the next one, are just games that I have a really hard time handicapping. Like The Jets are down to their third-string quarterback, and the Patriots have allowed three points through two games. Like, and they've averaged, you know, 40. So the Patriots might be a juggernaut this year. But at least the Jets are not actively trying to lose football games like the Miami Dolphins. So, and if you're a trends better, the Jets fit three trends that have historically been pretty popular. You've got the early season overreactions trend, which is a plus 16% return on investment. Big divisional underdogs, plus 5%, and then fading the public against a bad offensive game, that's plus 18%. So if you like trends, the Jets are your team. And like I said, the one thing with the Jets that you're not going to get with the Dolphins is they are going to try to win this game. So I will take the Jets. Um, I'm not going to put them in my five-pack. I'm not going to put any real money on them. But I do think that this line is uh, a couple points too high. Uh, yeah, I just have one more thing to add in terms of the total, because it's it's this implies that the Jets are going to score like 10.5 points. Like that would be their implied team total based on this. And that just seems like absurd for an NFL, a modern NFL football team to be projected to score roughly 10 points, like to barely hit double digits. So for that reason, uh, like I have no problem saying the Patriots could score, you know, 33, 34 points. Like, that doesn't surprise me at all. But just for any team in the NFL to barely hit, like, barely get out of single digits uh, seems, like, almost unprojectable to me. And also, uh, you know, games with a 15 or greater home favorite, I I had to actually drop this down because games with, like, a 20 or greater home favorite hardly exist. Uh, But 15 or greater home favorites average 45.5 points for their total points scored. So I kind of like the the over on 43.5. Yeah, so I mean, this this game also fits that same trend that you just created, right? You know, you've got a touchdown or greater favorite at home with a total of 44 or less. So this that's another trend that sort of uh, backs the Jets here. Um, and yeah, I agree that if the, the way the Patriots have played, like this total probably does seem a little bit low. Like they're not going to hold every team that they play to, you know, less than seven points every single week. And the offense certainly seems capable of carrying, you know, their end of the equation. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more with that. Uh, Let's move on. We've got another strange game. Miami at Dallas, 21.5 point favorites. Dallas are. Uh, This one makes more sense. The total is 47. I was kind of expecting a similar total uh, as the last game. So I was excited to maybe bet that twice. But uh, what do you make of this significantly higher total, uh, despite the fact that Dallas only 21.5 point favorites only? So I've decided that I'm not wasting any more time talking about the Dolphins this year. They're not going to try to win football games, so I'm not going to try to handicap contests that they're involved in. And I think that's fair. Yeah, I actually couldn't agree more. Like, I I just, like, this is essentially unheard of. Like, what do you do with a team that does not care about playing football when their jobs are, like, specifically when their jobs in terms of the staff? Like, I'm sure Devontae Parker would love to go out and, and 
catch for a hundred yards and a touchdown, but like, has this team set him up to do so? Of course not. Like I, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm half joking when I say I'm not going to analyze their games, but like these games with these ridiculous point spreads, I don't know how you handicap them. I think it's just to stay away. You certainly can't back the dolphins right now, but at the same time, I, I never want to lay three, you know, three plus touchdowns in the NFL. You know, maybe you'll do that in, in college football from time to time, but I, I will never bet a 21 and a half point NFL spread. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I just think it's really hard to analyze a team that is doing things we have never seen before in that, like, they're not really trying. Honestly, I don't even know if their players are trying. Kalen Balazs literally ducked a pass. <laughs> yeah, I just one last thing. The the Devontae Parker thing is so funny to me. He have he's gonna break the air yards model. Cause like what did he have? Like 160 air yards last week? 140, 147 right now. I think he is second or third because he had another crazy week one in air yards. And he's like, I don't know, probably outside the top one hundred in fantasy points. Yeah, he didn't even catch a pass last week. So uh congratulations. The the Dolphins just making all sorts of history. I'm Scott Trout. CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. I'm Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. At the end of a hard week, it's great to sit down, take some time off, and watch some football. Game-winning touchdowns on two-minute drives, running backs racing down the sidelines with no one to stop them. There's nothing else like the NFL, and there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than to bet on them. And I can attest to that. As someone who had action on like basically every 1 p.m. game last week, and all of them came down to the wire. I mean, I was sweating the Lions. I was sweating the Packers. I was sweating the Jaguars. They didn't make it easy for me, but that's what we love. We love that sweat. So do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win. They've got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sports book. Don't forget... Where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on, and mybookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where I play and where you should, too. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet football this season, bet with mybookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, and let's be honest, who isn't that guy? Try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings, and no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code ROTOVIZ to activate the offer. That's promo code ROTOVIZ. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, and you get paid. All right, Sunday at 4 o'clock. Let's just briefly talk Carolina at Arizona. No spread on this game at the moment. It initially opened with the Panthers as two and a half point favorites on the road, but the injury to Cam Newton will certainly change that. I would imagine that if he doesn't play, Arizona's going to be favored by a couple of points, uh, and if he's limited, the spread will probably still be Arizona getting points, but it'll be uh, you know in a smaller variety. So hard to give takes on this, but what are your general thoughts on this game? Are we continuing to be Team Arizona Cardinals? Uh, we're Team Arizona all the way. I think I've seen some books already pricing them as like one to two point favorites. And I would assume that factors in some risk that Cam Newton plays. But honestly, Cam Newton's been pretty rough even when he's played. Uh, his rushing ability just seems to be completely sapped. And obviously, if he's dealing with a foot injury, it will continue to be sapped. His lowest ever 
rushing totals in any game he's played in are negative three and zero. His rushing totals this season are negative three and zero. He has his two worst games. That zero is tied with a handful of other games for his second worst. So, yeah, the one thing he does particularly well is run, and he can't even do that anymore. Yeah, I don't really, if he plays, I love Arizona because I think that makes the line a bit more stable and, and even. And if Kyle Allen plays, I'll probably still take Arizona. Yeah, it's pretty telling that they had a fourth and one to win the game and didn't want to put the ball in his hands, which in years past, like that would just be an automatic cam power, you know, pick up the first down and maybe even a touchdown in that situation. So uh, I definitely think there's something to his injury. Wouldn't shock me if they sat him, but at the same time, their season is likely over if they don't win this game. So we'll see what happens. Definitely worth monitoring, but uh, I'm with you that if I can get the Cardinals as a home dog, I'm going to be interested in that. So we'll have to see what happens with this line. Next game, New York Giants at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks are favored by six and a half at home. We have a 48 point total. The big news here, Daniel Jones era has begun in New York. Eli is done. Thank God. Uh, Daniel Jones, let's see what the kids got. What are your thoughts on this contest? So I think it's really interesting because Tampa Bay was a team, especially in fantasy, but I think just in general, there was a lot of like sleeper sort of dark horse hype around. And is it possible that they're just like pretty darn bad? Uh, Like their offenses looked pretty rough. I I just... I, I don't want to back this team, and I kind of like the high variance we get with Daniel Jones, who had like the second highest, I want to say, like yards per attempt in preseason ever. Like I'm kind of interested in Daniel Jones being. A, I want to get the Josh Allen narrative right this time with Daniel Jones. His preseason was nothing short of remarkable. I mean, he completed like over 80 percent of his passes, and like you said, it wasn't like he was dinking and dunking. You know, Sam Darnold when he came into the league in the preseason, he was a checkdown machine. Daniel Jones has not done that. He is pushing the ball. That said, I don't know if anybody's going to be there to catch the ball for the Giants. You know, like they're still potentially going to be without Sterling Shepard. Uh, Golden Tate obviously still su- still suspended. You know, do you really want your rookie first round quarterback throwing passes to guys like Benny Fowler and, you know, Cody Latimer? Even he might not play. So, I was going to say, you can't bank on Cody Latimer. He's injured, too. So I, I'm a little bit worried about that. And Tampa Bay, you know, for as bad as they looked first week, I think they looked better in week two. Uh, I'm going to take Tampa Bay here, but I don't, you know, could Daniel Jones come out and just be the best quarterback in the league? Uh, you know, I wouldn't think that that's going to happen, but the preseason suggests it might be on the table. So this game ultimately for me is just a stay away. I uh, couldn't agree more. I guess if I had to pick anything to bet in this game, I, I think the total is pretty pretty high for like one offense that has been god-awful, and yes, they're getting Daniel Jones, but he could also just not be that good. Absolutely. And the Bucks offense that hasn't been anything special. So 48 seems high for me, but it's just a general stay away. All right, now we're getting into backup quarterback territory. We've got the New Orleans Saints at Seattle. Seattle is favored by 4.5, and, and the total on this game is only 45 points. Uh, I'll be honest, I thought that this was a little bit of a low spread for the, for the Seahawks. Like, uh, I would have thought that they would have been favored by more against the New Orleans team starting Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, you know, Seattle historically very good at home. Russell Wilson historically very good at home. And Seattle, you know, looked really impressive last week against Pittsburgh. Uh, that game was, was not as close as the final score indicated. So, I'm going to take Seattle here. What are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I I couldn't agree more, actually, that I I was surprised that they... It feels like they're doing the Seahawks a little dirty in that uh, the Saints will be going on the road, starting a quarterback who hasn't started a meaningful game. Teddy Bridgewater started one game last year, Week 17. Uh, Hasn't started a meaningful game since 2015. And when he started, like I, I really want to be a Teddy Bridgewater supporter because... He's had, like, they say it was one of the most gruesome NFL injuries ever, and the fact that he's come back from it, very impressive. But throughout his career, he's been, like, a sub-level game manager. He's got a 3.2% touchdown rate, only averages uh, 6.6 adjusted yards per attempt, just over 7 yards per attempt. Like, it seems like they are going to lose a lot of their firepower going down from Drew Brees. I feel pretty solid in taking Seattle here. Next up, Houston Texans at the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are favored by 35 
Uh, neither of these teams really impressed last week. The Chargers lost a close one against Detroit. The Texans were, you know, about one football length away from losing against the Jacksonville uh, Jaguars. And now apparently there's some concern about the health of Deshaun Watson, which I guess is not crazy when your quarterback is getting hit like 19 times a game. So uh, what are your thoughts on this contest? Yeah, I, I agree that it's uh, it's not awfully surprising given the like it was the first Monday night game where we saw Deshaun Watson break loose for a touchdown, then also get like somersaulted into the end zone. He's like a he is a gunslinger with his body as opposed to guys like uh, I don't know uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick who's a gunslinger with his arm, and that's very concerning, especially when you're playing a team with like the Chargers, the great defensive line. I think Joey Bosa should easily be able to get to him, especially given that I think. Uh, uh, PFF has done some good work on showing how a lot of like quarterback pressure and sack type of stats are more inherent to the quarterback. I don't think I, it's this is probably a Deshaun Watson problem, and he brings a lot to the table. But he's also going to get taken down a lot. I kind of I, I like the Chargers here. All right, another game with a backup quarterback: the Pittsburgh Steelers at the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco, everybody's favorite team now. They are favored by six and a half. Total on this game is 44. Uh, you know that I was in on San Fran before the season started, so it might surprise you that I like Pittsburgh here quite a bit. Uh, I was kind of interested in your take on this as well because for me, I'm I'm kind of a, a, a secret Mason Rudolph supporter. I thought he was like a top three roughly quarterback prospect. He dominated Oklahoma State, and I get it that it's easy to put up numbers in the Big 12, but he he really looked like an NFL-caliber quarterback when he played there. So for me, I think the quarterback downgrade isn't going to be as staggering as, as maybe we'll see with uh, Kyle Allen or Luke Falk on other teams. So I kind of like uh, Pittsburgh in a bit of a bounce-back spot here. How about this take? Mason Rudolph is an upgrade at quarterback. I'm not going that hot, but like that's that's a deep buried down take that I'm like, no, I can't say that out loud, but it's crossed my mind before, and I really kind of want it to be true. I mean, Mason Rudolph did more in his, you know, like two quarters with Pittsburgh than Ben Roethlisberger has done in six. So, you know, their offense with Ben has been dreadful. So, I, I you know, I can't see them being any worse on that side of the ball with Mason Rudolph. Plus, now maybe we get that, you know, Oklahoma State connection. The shower narrative. Between him and James Washington, we get them back in action. Uh, give me Pittsburgh, man. I, I think that six and a half is just too big of an overreaction to this injury. Yeah, Mason Rudolph has an 88th percentile college QBR, a 97th percentile college yards per attempt, 10.7. Like, that is... That is broaching Kyler Murray territory, like Baker Mayfield territory. Uh, I think for those type of numbers, like you have to expect that he is at least a, an underrated backup in the NFL. And if he comes out and outproduces like what we've seen from Ben Roethlisberger this year, which isn't much, but it, it wasn't great looking. Yeah, like I wouldn't be shocked. So I'm actually, you sold me, uh, you've backed my confidence in Pittsburgh here. So Ben Roethlisberger, definitively bad at taking care of his health. Uh, which is not surprising because guys in general are terrible at taking care of their health. Whether it's a knee injury, a bad back, or something worse, guys are usually more comfortable just rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. I'm guilty of it myself. Uh, when I was a kid, I broke my wrist. I made a ramp out of a uh, a cinder block and a piece of wood. Literally just laid a, a piece of wood on top of a cinder block. Thought that that was excellent construction. Uh, I took my bike, I went down my neighbor's driveway, got airborne, fell in midair, and used my arm to break the fall. I decided that it wasn't that serious. I didn't go to the doctor for three days because I thought it was just sprained. And when I eventually went in, the nurse was like, yeah, this thing is like extremely broken. So guys are just bad at taking care of their health. Nothing has changed for me since then. The same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show that 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to chat with a doctor online. With Roman, you get medical care for ED, if appropriate, from the comfort and privacy of your own home. You can handle everything online in a convenient, discreet manner. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire and complete an online visit. If your doctor decides that treatment would be appropriate... They can prescribe genuine medication that can be delivered in discreet packaging right to your door with free two-day shipping. 
Guys, go talk to the doctor. Erectile dysfunction can be tough to tackle, but it's really important to get checked out. With Roman, it's easy to connect with a doctor. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash BlueWire for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash BlueWire. All right, Sunday Night Football. Los Angeles Rams minus three at the Cleveland Browns. We have a 49-point total on this game. What do you think, sir? I, I kind of want to say that we are sort of falling into another uh, early season overreaction where I think the Browns, their win over the Jets was 23-3 or 20-3. wasn't like it wasn't a dominant win in the sense of it's the Jets and they lost their they lost their second quarterback onto their third quarterback. Like they they got a I don't want to say lucky touchdown, but yeah, they threw a like 15 yard slant that went to the house. So things broke pretty hot for them in that game. I still think people are underrating the Browns. Just maybe it's my preseason prior of expecting Baker Mayfield to come out here and light the league on fire. But I kind of want to say that they're not a six-point dog on a neutral field compared to the Rams. That just seemed a lot for a team that basically everybody was on the hype train for in the Cleveland Browns. I totally agree. I don't think that that we have readjusted our proje- our perception on Cleveland enough. You know, they they got downgraded after that lost to the Titans. And I understand that beating the Jets with Luke Falk at quarterback is nothing to write home about, but their offense dismantled the Jets in that contest. Like, if not for the fact that they kicked a bunch of field goals, they could have put up 40-plus. Uh, I think that this spread is saying that, you know, the Rams would be favored by nine if this game was being played in Los Angeles. I just think that's ridiculous. I will take Cleveland here getting the three at home. I think this crowd is going to be fired up for some Browns football. All right, Monday night. Uh, this is the first of what looks like a string of terrible Monday night football games. But we've got the Chicago Bears favored by four points at the Washington Redskins. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game? I mean, I, I again, it's sort of hard to tell what we've seen so far from these teams. But the uh, specifically with like the, the Redskins... I think especially their week one near near win in in uh, Philly that was very a positive sign for them losing thirty one twenty one against the Cowboys I think we're seeing the Cowboys become one of the elite teams in the NFL so that doesn't shock me I kind of want to take the Redskins here at home against a Bears team that I feel like until they get priced appropriately I'm just going to be fading every single time they play. Yep, I'm with you. Uh, I get that Washington is not particularly good, but. Chicago has just been so bad offensively. And I get that they face some tough defenses, but they're literally averaging 4.3 yards per pass attempt on offense. That's that's less than when they run the ball. That is so bad. Uh, I can't back an offense like that as a road favorite, even against a team like Washington. So I'm with you. I think that they're the correct play. Backing a team like the Redskins never feels good, but, you know, Chicago regression has has hit strong. Yeah, I think uh, I just couldn't agree with you more. We kind of called the Chicago regression at the heading into this season. It seems to be ever present now. And uh, Washington has looked uh, decent in there, right? So I think uh, all of that combines to me pretty cleanly taking Washington here at home. Uh, give them four points. I'll take that all day. All right, let's get into our My Five presented by my bookie. Uh, last week was a good week for us. I went four and one. Against the spread, you went three and two. That brings both of us to five and five overall on the season. So last week we got back to five hundred. Now this week, this is when we start getting into the black Kyle. Yeah, I'm excited to start uh, making money. We started like padding our stats last week, but now let's really get into it. All right, uh, this week I am going with Denver plus seven and a half. I'm going with Detroit plus six and a half. And again, I'm waiting on that number, hoping to get it at seven. I'm going with Cincinnati and Buffalo over 44. I'm taking Pittsburgh and Mason Rudolph getting six and a half. And I'm taking the Cleveland Browns getting three points at home on Sunday night football. Yeah, I've got two bets that are the exact same as you. Buffalo, uh, Cincy, that game over 44. And then Cleveland, uh, give them three points. I like that. And then Oakland, eight and a half. I think that trend is a very strong trend in favor of them. Washington plus four at home against a pretty mass Chicago team. And a, a more wild one, I'm going to go Jets 
plus 22 and a half. It feels gross, but the, everything go. everything other than the fact that it's New England supports the Jets plus 22 and a half. Absolutely. All the trends back the Jets. Uh, I don't have the stones to do it, but, you know, I, I think it's the right bet. I mean, that's it's just crazy for an NFL team to be getting more than three touchdowns, particularly one that's trying, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to say that the Dolphins don't deserve to be getting it at this point, but the Jets are still trying. They still have Le'Veon Bell for whatever that's worth. So uh, I like the pick. I hope it works out for you. Uh, And that is going to do it for this edition of laying the points for Kyle, who you can find on Twitter at Kyle tweets here. I'm Matt LaMarca at Matt LaMarca. Thanks for tuning in. and Percy's Halloween party. And with a bounce house, pumpkin patch, temporary tattoos and face painting, plus photos with Sir Top and Pat, it's certainly going to be a treat. So get down to Roaring Camp before all the fun disappears. Weekends October 12th through the 27th. There's ghosts haunting these woods, and they're headed straight for Roaring Camp Railroads. Is it a trick? No. It's Thomas and Percy's Halloween party. And with a bounce house, pumpkin patch, temporary tattoos and face painting, plus photos with Sir Top and Pat, it's certainly going to be a treat. So get down to Roaring Camp before all the fun disappears. Weekends October 12th through the 27th. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.